I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. I'm Tristan Miller, the saucy sleuth. We'll talk about it later. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod. Anyone reading any new books? I'm not reading any new books, but I am using Audible as uh, a resource for um, health um, as I'm trapped at home. Oh. Uh, they have several meditation series that um, I'm doing one that's pretty solid. They also have yoga, and they also have like uh, uh, like workouts that are all just like people like guiding you through them, and all of those have been very helpful. So recommend doing that, specifically the meditation one. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done it. It does help calm and center yourself, and I think everyone could use a little bit of that. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, I've also been listening to the latest Ann Gettys book uh, on Audible. It's very quiet. Okay. Is she the person who does the babies and the flowers pictures? Yeah. <laughs> she is. All right. <laughs> That was the bit. <laughs> uh, I uh, once it's again. It's a picture book. Been, yeah, I I, oh, okay. I I gathered that. I I once again have been revealed to be an uncultured swine, uh, knowing not of what Tyler speaks, as per usual. Look, it's a G E D D E S, and okay. if you look up her photos, you can see. G- E-D-D-E-S? Mm-hmm. Yep. Gettys. Take a look at those babies. Gettys babies. Baby images. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. That would be a quiet book. <laughs> Very. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, are we talking about your, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to be the saucy sleuth anymore. I'm bored, folks. Okay. I'm bored wow. of it. Um, I haven't come up with anything better. Um, <laughs> Great. Uh, maybe something like, um... Gumshoe. Sure. Just, uh, like, just gumshoe? That, well, no, not just gumshoe. Okay. Uh, the bubblegum shoe. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. The glorious gum shoe. That's a little f- too f- self-flagellating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, how about... Uh, the uh, horny hunter. The gadabout gum shoe. The horny hunter. The gadabout gum shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what gadabout means first. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. Where you pull a pistol off in. No. <laughs> um, oh, the Gabby Gumshoe. How's that? Okay. Gabby Gumshoe. Like Gabrielle Gumshoe? Yes. Yeah, like, no, like, no. to, to <laughs> like, like talk to his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> often. I'm doing a puppet motion with my hand for the listeners. Yeah. As if, like, me talking wouldn't also. 
so illustrate <laughs> what speech looks like. Yeah. Um, also, note to PBS, uh, who mm. is our faithful lit- listeners. Yes, of course. Gabby Gumshoe, or Gabriella Gumshoe. Really good idea for a children's program. Yeah, excellent, excellent title. Mm. All right. Send it to the Daniel Tiger, Inc., or whatever it's called. I want my boys that did Dragon Tales to hook this up. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was not a Dragon Tales child. I'm sorry. Wow. Watch. Well, you, Edward James, almost missed out. Because he was the voice. And... <laughs> I deduced. Uh, here at Amateur Detective Club, we're often about deductive reasoning. and <laughs> That's right. Um, but so... if you have a better idea than Gabby Gumshoe, which does sound like my name is Gabriella, <laughs> um, please tweet at us, please. Um, or post in the Facebook group, Exerta. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Tyler and I are totally happy with our names that we've had the entire time. And whereas Tristan yeah. <laughs> has changed like, already once. Yeah. At least what was once. your original name? It was uh, Kid Kid, de- Kid, Kid Cop. Kid and Cop. the reason I changed it was because we couldn't have and we talked about this in the in the bonus episode, we couldn't have two and a half cops, and then I started singing the two and a half men theme and neither of you understood what I was doing. No, we understood. Correct. And then Tyler said, uh, <laughs> oh, no, John Cryer, me a river. And I thought, that's a decent joke. And then I thought, John Cryer, I hardly know her. And I might have said it, but I think I cut it out. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've triggered a sense memory. <laughs> Truly, yeah. Stanislavski is just in his grave. Congratulations. Wrong accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a Russian accent, really? No. Uh, <laughs> a turn on for some people. Sure. Like myself. Are, yeah, I was going to say, are some of those people on this call? <laughs> oh, I just love, like, an accent where it sounds like you're yelling at me, even if you're not. Do you like German, too? I do. Austrian. <laughs> Anything that's like a like also like oh, okay. I'm okay. there. Fascinating. Nice Jewish boy. I'm down. Like my J date date profile is still <laughs> up and running. Like I haven't checked it in a few years, but hashtag willing to convert. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta holler at your boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what are we talking about today, besides my name? <laughs> we are talking about the episode of Agatha, Qu- Chris- Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie. <laughs> Every time, I do the same thing. So. Uh, so, we are watching the episode of Agatha Christie's Poirot, the TV show, mm-hmm. called The Mystery of Hunter's Lodge, which is in series three, and it's an episode of some number. Ten. Ten. Eleven. It's, it's it's eleven because oh, it's okay. their uh it's the series three finale. Yes. Oh, it is. Yeah. So next hey. week we will start season four unless or series four unless, unless. we want to take a little break because we're at a you know logical break in covering it. We'll discuss later. It's the mystery of Hunter's Lodge, which is based off of a short story uh, which first yes. was published in the Sketch in nineteen. 19- 
1923 in the United Kingdom, and then it was republished in the U.S. in Blue Book Magazine, which is an often where they were re- her stories were republished mm-hmm. in um, 24. Um, and it also appears in uh, Poirot Investigates, which means, Melissa, you and I have listened to this book. Yeah. This story, rather. Yeah. For once, no recollection. No I, recollection. I, I but that's know. par for the course for me. So you yeah. don't remember it either. All right. Two yeah. years ago. It, it's been yeah. a bit. The, uh, the title was familiar. And that's mm. how I kind of figured it out that we had done, had read um, or listened to the audible version of uh, this short story. But yes, uh, we did. And it has been expanded. Uh, we're in a country, we're in the country in England somewhere doesn't matter and it's very idyllic and also very chilly there's lots of snow on the ground and they are hunting there's a hunting party they go off and shoot birds um and poirot sits in a little seat and watches uh everyone do this yeah a portable stool um yeah yeah which is kind of like a lawn chair with no back yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Carries yeah. it around everywhere, so he doesn't have yeah. to sit on the ground. Which, correct, I think. <laughs> it's fair enough. If you're not um, a person who wants to sit on the ground, that's... Yeah. I mean, he does mm-hmm. have very, very snazzy clothing. Yeah. So, and gotta protect that. Reason, yeah. The only reason he's here is because he has a special recipe for... What Red kind of grouse. Bird? A grouse. Um, oh, yeah. And he is grousing about the weather. Yeah. There you go. Um, but he's he's not participating in the hunting. Hastings is. And he's like, Hastings, you have to... Sh- sh- the recipe requires five. And he's like, well, I don't... You know, I'm going to get what I'm going to get. And he's like, I trust you. Yeah. Which is sweet, but like also a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. Now, true. though, admittedly, the recipe does get made. So that infers that Hastings did do it yeah true yeah so so we have a lot of white dudes in coats and hats with guns and i have no idea who any of them are okay, they're completely interchangeable let me pull up the imdb to get the names well there's well, archie it's okay. yes uh there's mr pace right uh stoddard the gamekeeper mm-hmm. um Oh gosh, uh, Havering, Roger Havering, Havering. yeah, yeah. Um, the whole Havering family. You have Archie Havering, Zoe Havering, and Roger Havering. Um, Harrington Pace, as you, I believe, said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's yeah, that's, that's it. all that's, that's out yep. there. Yeah. yeah. Correct. So, yeah, uh, one of them shoots another one in the face. Dick Cheney Wait. style. The yeah. hand. Yeah, the hand. <laughs> oh, it's the hand? That's yeah, right. it's absolutely the hand. Because the, otherwise, if you... Like, I mean, you can shoot a lawyer in the face, but you can't make him drink. Um, <laughs> I made myself laugh. Right, I was... I, you know yeah. that old idiom? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of course. It's my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, but you uh, No, I was confusing some... it with, uh, with Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I often do as well with various <laughs> moments in my life. 
And he seems really upset about being shot in the hand. Yeah, this is Roger Havering who gets quite cross about this. Um, and yeah. he was seen arguing before this with, um, was it Archie? No, he was arguing with uh, Stoddard. Thank you. The gamekeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, over about- money uh, due to him or money that was to be loaned to him so that mm. he could get married to one of the maids in the house. Right. Ah. Yes. So, everybody goes back inside. Uh, Zoe goes upstairs and because uh, she has an earache. Uh, yeah. Before everybody comes back inside, though. She tells yes. the kitchen staff that she's going upstairs um, to have a nap mm-hmm. and uh, make her ear better. And then everybody comes in and Poirot is... So <laughs> Poirot. cold. So cold. He he comments about how it's such a great English tradition that uh, they make log fires. Mm-hmm. And it does seem very cozy inside. Yeah. Um, yes. And then they all have dinner. Um, yes. Uh, uh, I also want to note, though, uh, that while they were out hunting, before Zoe left the grounds to return to the house for, uh, to help prepare or check on the preparations for lunch, mm-hmm. she asked Poirot to uh, keep her cousin Archie, you know, keep an from eye on getting, him. Yeah, to keep an eye on him. That's, yeah, the, yeah. the way to put it. Mm hmm. And Archie is the one that shot Mr. Pace, as we mentioned, and she didn't want him going around sulking. Sure. She was like, how could one sulk in the presence of Hercule Poirot? And we're like, Mm -hmm. I can think of a few people. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yes. Um, But Archie goes up to Mr. Havering, and uh, Roger, I should call him, I suppose, um, and apologizes to him. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And Roger's like, I... I, I have none of you. What, just do better. <laughs> just be better. Yeah. Please. And then he kind of makes the rounds, saying goodbye to everyone. And he goes to Poirot and he goes, it's quite, you know, lovely meeting you. I'm going to head off. And Poirot turns to Hastings and goes, one can leave? Which is the <laughs> yes. most relatable good. thing, I think he's ever said i think we've all been at a party and been like oh you can just go yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah yeah, it's great also whose cousin is archie is it zoe's cousin it seems to be because yeah. there's an odd amount of sexual tension between the two like this man literally falls off his bike when she like comes out the window just to say goodbye well i think and tripping all over himself and like the way like this scene is um cut like with the way that they're looking back and forth at each other like it was very odd for cousins i didn't notice it i mean they are in the north of england and they are well to do so who's to say um (laughs) this is the 1700s it's Um, but, you know, just don't, anyway, um, but also, I did, that didn't read sexual to me at all. I, I think he just gets startled, and it was to show, like, he's an easily startled man, because he also got startled and shot Roger. (laughs) He's jumpy. Yeah, he's a bit 
clumsy and and oh, nervous. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll come back to it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. You can ship whomever you want, Tyler. I'm not, like, I want this <laughs> ship to meet the fate of the Titanic. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> that a yes, ship exists. <laughs> oh, boy. So, we see him getting on a train, Roger getting on a train, right? Well, we first uh, have the conversation between uh, Zoe and, um, who's it? Who's getting on the train? Um, Roger? Roger, yes. Her husband. Uh, yeah. We see the conversation between those two right. as Mildred apparently needs a ride to the gamekeeper's house. Mm-hmm. And one of the other... Um, and one and of the also, servants needs a ride uh, yes, to be dropped off as well. The um, Mrs. Middleton. That's the housekeeper. Yes, yeah. the house. The keeper. servant also needs precisely. They yeah. both are, and there's a conversation of like, oh, you should just give both of them the lift. It's on the way to the train station. Yeah. So then Roger gets on the train. We see that happen. There's a whole lot of shadowy figures and music playing, and then we, and then there's a murder. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so, at the train station, we see someone steal a bicycle. Yes. Mm-hmm. As well, and they bike to the home, and then there's a gunshot. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah. they discover that whom Mr. Pace Harrington Pace has been shot in the face, unlike a lawyer, like a lawyer, but fatally. Yeah. He is dead. Yeah. Yes. We do see um, a couple of people before the gunshot. We see Mr. Stoddard, the gamekeeper. Mm-hmm. And then we see this cloaked person as well. Yeah. Right. Both seemingly having guns walking the ground. We hear the shot. Mm-hmm. And then we find uh, Mrs. Middleton. Middleton. Middle- mm-hmm. Middleton. Yes. Running up to Stoddard for him to call the police. Right. And Jacques arrives and does a little poking around, and then we cut to uh, Hastings, who is tending to Poirot. Who is the flu. And is predicting his own death. Yes. He's very. He's very extra about being sick. Yeah. <laughs> he seems yes. like the worst patient. Poirot is in bed and um, Hastings decides to take up the case and report back to Poirot. Yes. Because mm-hmm. at first Poirot hears there's a case and like tries to get out of bed. But then mm-hmm. then Hastings, to his credit, is like, no, 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 no. You, you should actually take care of this. Absolutely. This isn't This isn't worth being in. The hero, I I can, can I can handle it. I have it under control. Yeah. You know how how that all. And he says, besides, I've already got some of my own ideas. <laughs> like, oh great, Hastings, good. <laughs> my ideas are um, all the ladies are very attractive, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's what I have to do so far. <laughs> Classic Hastings, <laughs> the spinoff of Just Jap. 
we won't get we won't get into that again. <laughs> he's a horn dog and he can't help it. He's not very bright at all, but he helps somehow because he's a good foil to Poirot. But on his own, he just cares about cars. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Hastings. Classic Hastings. Eventually he moves to South America with a wife and does some farming and that sounds pretty nice these days. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually does. So, uh, yeah, we get Hastings go back it goes back to the the lodge mm-hmm. and uh, he talks to the guy at the train station, or does Jap talk to him? Uh, I think Jap. I think yeah. But does, before cause... this, uh, Jap mm. learns uh, through one of his constables or deputies, uh, mm. somebody beneath him. Um, so anybody. that yeah, <laughs> that the nephew, um, the nephew is to inherit. Yes, because Roger. Is... Yes. This is this very funny sequence where he rolls up and he's like, okay, how many men do we got on this? And the, the local police officer is like, well, just, just me. <laughs> just, yeah. just we got one guy and me. Me and him. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very funny. He's like, well, you better use your resources wisely. And it's yeah. that guy that told, tells him that he's to inherit. Right. But oh, and then we also sequence. learn that um, Stoddard is also a beneficiary, right? Yes. Stoddard, who they learn, is uh, Mr. Pace's half-brother. But right. He's a bastard brother, so. Right. Yeah, which makes Jeez. that quip at the beginning make a lot more sense. Yeah. So he makes his bastard brother work for him. Yeah, because um, he's not, you know, legitimate. You know, but like, wouldn't you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Tyler, I wouldn't. You know why? Because I wouldn't speak to a bastard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if I've learned one thing from Game of Thrones is the CGI is not that good. <laughs> I learned that Starbucks is available any place, any time. That's right. (laughs) It exists out of time. (laughs) Starbucks has always been with us. Starbucks is a time lord, in fact. It's weird. (laughs) On the eighth day. (laughs) He's like, God was like, okay, we we got light. We got, we got water. I need some caffeine. (laughs) He's like, creating a whole world with a lot of work. I need a little, need a little pick me up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Gotta get my, Enjoy. gotta get my venti caramel macchiato. That's you know? what I was gonna go for. <laughs> that's what I God drinks. Enjoy a caramel <laughs> macchiato. <laughs> the caramel macchiato, God's coffee. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gabriel. I'm a seraphim, and if. <laughs> if you're like me, you're also a seraphim, and you enjoy a chai latte. <laughs> you gotta keep those wings of flapping and that mind sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, what does Jesus drink? 
Black coffee. Unsweet. Uh, I feel like he's a cold brew dude. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he's kind of a okay. hippie. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, come on, bros. Like, let's get together and, like, heal the world. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you Jesus. Do, you can just do it <laughs> through love and forgiveness, my guy. Um, and cold yeah. brew. And cold brew. You got <laughs> love, just forgiveness, a lot and cold of walking. brew. It is. Gotta keep that energy up. Yeah. Um, Holy Ghost rooibos tea. That's my theory. <laughs> Perfect. And vanilla rooibos sipping. <sighs> Holy Ghost. <laughs> and Judas so just goes for the cake pops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Satan is obviously a pumpkin spice. We got us. Yes. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. We have to acknowledge. <laughs> um, soy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, Satan's yeah. a soy boy beta cuck. Are you kidding me? That's a the soy whole. Boy, what now? Uh, beta cuck. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Cuck, cuck. Don't make there, Tristan explain this. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to have to explain a beta cuck to Tyler. Um, <laughs> on our family friendly <laughs> podcast <laughs> we'll get to the beta cucks in the murder she wrote episode <laughs> oh boy <laughs> will we ever like literally though <laughs> I'm worried now that we didn't watch the same episode um, <laughs> alright so, we, so now uh, that we know the structure of heaven and hell <laughs> Starbucks orders um <laughs> I might write it on our collator based off of this. I'm going to reductress, live a little. Yeah, right? Why not? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Hastings interviews the housekeeper, uh, Mrs. Middleton. So there's one disguise in Agatha Christie, and it is a trench coat, a hat, and a black beard. That's so true. Yep. It's at least the second time we've come across this. All from uh, Acme products. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, Hastings uh, speaks with Mrs. Middleton, who says that someone wearing that exact disguise uh, knocked on the door and she let him in last night. And then don't they go... What happens next? Uh Hastings is at the train station to pick up um <clears throat> who's it um from Roger? his trip Roger 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 yeah. Havering who is left mm-hmm. on business Yes okay air quotes around business Yes cuz it was Harrington Pace that died Correct yes. then okay Right. It's just hard so to tell these white men just, acro- apart. Yeah, it's just the names. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I mean, um, oh my gosh, I could tell you like by face, but that's not helpful. Right. right. That's yeah. So, um, but they take um, Roger to uh, Poirot. Yeah. Yes, so that Poirot can interview him. Yeah. Um, but and we learn from the guy at the train station whose bike was stolen that uh all about the oh no this is later just kidding 
Uh, All right. So um, Roger had taken the six fifteen train. He asked if anyone. Um, oh, uh, he took the six fifteen train. He arrived to King's Cross, um, and then Poirot dismisses him. And then everyone leaves, and then he calls, like, the front desk of the hotel uh, that they're staying in uh, for a timetable. Yeah. And so, yes, uh, Poirot gets all that information, and doesn't the guy from the train station also then come to see Poirot? He does come, but something happens in between then. I, I, I think Jap is interviewing the husband and wife, right? Zoe and... Yeah. Um, and Roger. Yeah. Right. And Roger absolutely is insisting mm. that he not say what he was doing. And basically, at that point, they're like, okay, well, I mean, I guess we got to take you in because you're the only person who, you know... Yeah. It seems like... Because the timetable of the uh of the train and whatnot like it tracks that you could have been there to in time back in time to uh to murder mr pace yeah you got shot in the face who yes mr pace in the face um (laughs) (laughs) Uh. um and we also learned that like um that whoever it was didn't arrive by car because they would have heard a car yeah. in yes. the house. Is Miss Hiddleton missing at this point? Miss I can't Hiddleton remember. Has I believe so. She yes. does uh, yeah, she disappears pretty quickly after her initial interview. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which, you know. I just wasn't sure if we like had established that like they can no longer find her. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, she's, no, that's a good point. That's important. She's peaced out. Yeah. So, Poirot interviews this gentleman from the train station who talks about his bike getting stolen. Um, and also, you know, recount is also able to tell him the exact details of all the trains. But it's yeah. very important that he needs to get his bike back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to him. Yes. Uh, so, Poirot, Poirot says he'll do his best. Yeah. But then we get interviews with the rest of the staff at the house and the um, the cook, I guess, the one who's going to marry, um, what's his face? Uh, Stoddard. Stoddard. Yeah. Um, is talking about Mrs. Middleton mm-hmm. and how she's very new. She's only been on for a few weeks. Um, but, she, you know, she was kind of kind of a stickler yeah um and she's not the she's not the usual person because this event right. happens like once a year with this family coming right. together she's not yeah. the usual head of the house and they right. have this new person and it was kind of confusing for them and she would leave notes rather than give yeah. direct instructions to the staff yeah and uh, they- so we get an interview um with the like they tracked down the agency where Mrs. Middleton was hired from, mm-hmm. and the uh, and they say that Mrs. Middleton was indeed sent there, and so mm-hmm. they track down Mrs. Middleton, who is not the same person. 
Oh. Well, because there was, uh, we find that out during a second interview mm. with Zoe and Roger, but at in Poirot's hotel room. Okay. Um, so she's, she says she was hired by the mm-hmm. agency and she right. goes to meet with uh, the lady of the house and right. they no, said, actually, I don't need you, Yeah, there's but no hey, why don't you not tell the agency about this? I want to remain in good standing. Here's two weeks salary yeah. uh, or two months salary if you don't work for a month and say you were working here. And yeah. she's like, okie doke. Yeah, um, and takes that. the money. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Um, seems like a good deal. Um, and seems like a very reasonable explanation for why mm-hmm. this is happening. So, okay. So, Mrs. the real Mrs. Middleton says, okay, takes the money. And, um, and yeah, that's all she knows about it. So now we're trying to figure out who the fake Mrs. Middleton is. Because yes. clearly this person had been masquerading as the person who was supposed to be there. Yeah. And you could verify that from the agency that yes, they sent Mrs. Middleton, right? Yes. So next we uh, find after their interview with the real Mrs. Middleton that Mr. Roger Havering would like to see Jap Hastings and Poirot. So they go down to the police station to meet with him and he tells them that the reason he could not give his alibi is he was actually betting on a horse, which he promised his wife Zoe he would never do again. And he couldn't say that in front of her. Yeah. Which sounds like a solid alibi. Yeah. And he says that the person that he's paying will, yeah. you know, vouch. Um, yes, Mr. Quamby. Because it was such a bizarre name. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. And then is it the interview with the gameskeeper? Um, I just want to get to this scene. Yeah. Tell us about that scene. It's this Joan and then... Joan? They meet with Joan, uh, the intended for Mr. Stoppard. And he asks her more about the Mrs. Hiddleton that worked in the house. Right. And they talked about where... Um, where she was from. It was from a specific county in Ireland. County Mayo. County Mayo. I've been there. It's lovely. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful country. Part of the country. Very good. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's just a reiteration of what we Mm -hmm. discussed before about her keeping to herself. Um, They find um, an apron that Mrs. Middleton left behind... Mm-hmm. Uh, since she's yes. gone missing and Poirot takes that. Yes. Um, and we find out that when Harrington Pace was in Ireland, he had cheated his business part- partner from the same county, County Mayo. Ah. And then the best scene in the oh, whole yeah. episode happens. Um, they go and speak with Stoddard, the gameskeeper, or groundskeeper, whatever you want to say. I guess it's gamekeeper because it's yes, gamekeeper. Like Hagrid. Hunting. Um, yes. And he has this beautiful dog. Um, oh, it's a spaniel, yes. right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's a very well-trained dog. It's very good Wonderful at... Wonderful ears. Yes. Um, it's not... Uh, it's just a normal spaniel, right? It's, it's not a King Charleston because, you know, Charleston. King Charles. Uh, <laughs> spaniel. 
King I, Charles. I, I believe shoes. it's an English. I believe it's an English. English uh, Springer Eng- English Spaniel is yeah. what I believe it to be. Yeah, um, I think that's right. But the point is, yes, a beautiful dog, so cute, well trained, can sniff out anything, and then Poirot was like, "Aha! Now, now we have this." And so they um, they give the dog the scent of off the, the apron, and then they go um, go well, out a hunting, a, right? They have a bag, I believe. I thought it was a bag that they had that they knew to be to belong to the person who had like the beard and the um, um, yes and the and the yeah. Yes. Uh, Poirot had taken the Mrs. Siddleton's dress and put it in the bag. Okay. Oh, right. I see. So, she... Yeah. Yeah, because they deduced that Mrs. Middleton was in disguise because she's gone missing and she's not who she says she is. Yeah. Um, so, the dog just puts her pretty little face in the bag and then they bring out her out to some land and she makes a beeline for mm-hmm. this little... Uh, specific spot. Yeah. And there they uncover the trench coat, the beard, which Hastings like demonstrates. Yeah. yeah. And he's <laughs> adhering to his face. Like, yeah, he's like, we couldn't figure it out. Um, <laughs> I do love Poirot has decided because it's very muddy in, because it's mm-hmm. England. And, um, he is standing on this little outcropping of rocks and letting Jap and Hastings, because something, you know, they've buried all these items. And so the dog is yeah. digging and Jap is digging and Hastings is digging and Poirot is not. No, not absolutely like, not. I could not bother. Well, he did get himself out of the bed. Um, yeah. He's still he realized, ill. Yeah, he's, he's still ill. But he would not have been digging anyway, let's be honest. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so... So, and they, the hat and the bicycle. They yes. find all of these things. Yes. Um, so, we found the disguise and we found the bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, should we now break for an ad? I think so. Hey everybody, I want to thank you for listening to this episode and any other episodes you've been listening to. Um, I'm supposed to talk about Audible. Once again, audiblechild.com slash ADCpod. Go grab a book on us. Helps us out. Also, um, if you like the show, please share it around. Tell your friends, your family, your enemies, whatever. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies and then like inflict great harm upon them by giving them something you don't enjoy. Um, also, you, if you listen to this on an iPhone, or even if you don't, and you have access to iTunes, please drop us a review and a rating. It does help us bump up and helps the podcast in general. Five stars is customary. Five stars is customary, just as 20% is customary. If you're tipping, 25. Now, if you're ordering in, come on. If you, mm. um... Also, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, slash ADCpod. Hey, man, are you like me and forgot that Mother's Day was yesterday? Well, for just as little as a dollar per month, you can act like you already got your mom the gift 
of donating to, to the ADC Patreon. For a dollar a month, your mom will receive access to bonus episodes and content. At $3 per month, at this level, your mom will receive early access to all the shows plus bonus episodes and content. And if you really, truly love your mom, you'll purchase the $10 per month Ooh. Patreon exclusive. At this level, you can place an ad for your mom during the show. And you'll receive early access to all the shows, bonus content, and episodes. Check oh. it out. Oh, son, I love my gift and you so much. I knew you would, Mom. You love murder. I do. <laughs> Stab. Oh, boy. We are part of the Scavengers Network. <laughs> Hello, Romeo. Romeo wants to come and tell you about the Scavengers Network. He burst into my room. Romeo. Just as I started talking about it. Romeo is my dog. He's not a person. That'd be weird. <laughs> uh, we are part of the Scavengers Network, which is found at scavengersnetwork.com. They have a bunch of amazing delightful entertaining podcasts such as myth takes spooky spouses we've got historical hotties of course and we've got lots of content going on right now because we are in a quarantine and we've got to make i i, I don't know the internet isn't <laughs> makes us feel better <laughs> so so uh, we can find very exciting things like Colin making a brisket or uh, some Scavengers Network hosts playing some games on yeah. the internets. They do a nice. family game night where they play Jackbox games, and I've done that a couple of times. It's pretty fun. Jackbox games are always good. Yes. Back to the show! <laughs> They're in a literal parlor at this time, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, gotta do the parlor reveal in a parlor. And I'm gonna be a little hands-off at this, because I need this re-explained to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think I can recall. I, I think I have it, too. So okay. we'll, we'll... Between the two of us. So. Uh, so. Um, once... It, Mrs. Middleton, of course, never existed, as we know. Um... And they talk about how, you know, everybody gets in the car and goes to the train station. And then the bike is stolen from our friends mm -hmm. at the at the train station at King's Cross. Mm -hmm. And then the murderer in their disguise takes, uh, rides the bike to the property. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Middleton lets them into the house where they then, of course go and shoot um yes. mr pace now so it is revealed and here is my qualm with the thing you said earlier melissa oh there is more than one disguise in agatha christie because oh zoe that's true havering was disguised as mrs middleton the whole time and we get dun, this dun. information because we have uh, our friend the dog mm -hmm. sniff inside the bag mm -hmm. and find mm -hmm. Zoe Havering. Yes. And also, Roger Havering was accused, and he gets very indignant about it, and he's very, you know, 
enraged and he's like i can't yes. believe you've been you know basically he says i can't believe you've uh been treating someone of our social status this way as if we could possibly be criminals as if yeah, white sure. collar crime doesn't exist um <laughs> but yeah um and it's basically for the inheritance right yes yeah. they murder for the inheritance and they are that yeah. i remember yeah so it's pretty weirdly cut and dry stuff um Right, because like, wasn't you never the reveal saw... like more complicated than it needed to be? Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Okay, think, like that's where I was just like, I've got to be like missing something because it just seemed mm-hmm. so. It... Well, yeah. Because what had happened was also because uh, Roger dropped both Mrs. Middleton and also the other, um, uh, the other servant off. Uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, Joan, was it? I I can't recall. Okay. No, it's um, the um, the woman uh, in the kitchen, the yeah. cook. Or, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that is, like, an alibi for Mrs. Middleton. Right. Um, and also shows that Roger was also there. And then, obviously, Roger had that alibi of going to London and then coming back. And they're right. like, obviously, that didn't matter. But also, it was fabricated. So Right. So, Mrs. Middleton did drive back on the bike. Yes. And then quickly buried everything. Yes, yes, before coming back in the house. Yes. And so we have uh, then, of course, the reveal of that it's Zoe and that Zoe and Mrs. Middleton were never seen at the same time. Mm-hmm. You always saw one, but not with the other. So just like it was me her. and Andrew Garfield. That is true. true. I've never seen you both at the same place at the same time. Yeah, never. Or me and Joaquin Phoenix, which we'll get to later. Yes, we will. So yeah, uh, that's that's who done it. It yeah, was but... both of them. They conspired together, mm-hmm. and then Poirot very dutifully makes a big ceremony of taking this bike, which had been buried mm-hmm. in the dirt. To the like station master or whatever he is to his house to return it to him. I'm sorry. The idea of burying a bike to try and grow a bike into <laughs> <turned> my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to get a Vespa out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, they return it. He says, "I apologize that I did not have a chance to clean it," and. This guy's like, yeah, it's really dirty. Ugh. Yeah. What am I going to do with this? Well, I guess I can get my son or whatever to clean it off, maybe. And doesn't say thank you, and Poirot is very insulted. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Um, but Jeff calls him, it's like, well, oh. you know, it's not appreciated. Welcome to being, you know, a real detective. And Poirot's like, hey, dude, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Jeff gives him a look like, Come on. A wink. Yeah. And then Faro <laughs> says to Hastings, well, he has a pretty good sense of humor for a policeman. <laughs> it's very fun. It's a really, that's, that that's note's a cute. really strong uh, series ending, I think. Yes. Because that encompasses that's... absolutely those the trio's relationship. It does. It's great. Yeah. So should we get into it? Yeah. What'd we think? Mm-hmm. 
I'll give it a three and a half. The half is for the comedy. I thought it was very funny that he had influenza. And, um, you know, it's always funny when somebody has influenza. <laughs> no. Um, and I thought that was strong. Other than that, the mystery was whatever. And it felt like it was really stretched out from the short story. Like, you could tell they're like, oh, crap, 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 crap. What do we do? What do we do? We have to, we have to fill 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and usually they do a good job with the short stories, but woof. Yeah, it, it kind of drug along. Yeah. Um, I would give it a three, also adding uh, a half a point for comedy. Mm. Uh, for the reasons you mentioned. And like I just felt like if I was watching this kind of like in real time, like uh, how the series is supposed to air, yeah. uh, mm. let's say, I don't know if that would inspire me to come back for season four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I would give it a three, again, adding the half point for the very good comedy. But it's, uh, it's overwrought. I had trouble. I think it's pretty clear that we had trouble kind of tracking it. Um, it's just no. they did too much. It's I, too much. I will say... Um, there is a really fun moment with Poirot during the parlor reveal that we forgot to mention where he's like, you don't believe in magic. I have to tap my cane but three times and then I will make Mrs. Middleton appear. And like, that whole thing was oh, very yeah, funny good. and very good and very silly. I very much enjoyed it. Um, yes, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Like, the my issue with this episode is the bits that were good were like, so good. But they were fewer than I would like. And they were in a subpar episode. Yep. 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 The short story is fun. I mean, it's not... It's not a terrible mystery. I I think I remember the short story being better. Mm. Because it was shorter. There was that. And then also, Mm. Hastings doing the investigation was stretched out more. Yeah. There was a lot of business, I recall now, of him going, like, back and forth, which was funny. And then also, yeah. like, it was an interesting, refreshing thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I think we will have to leave it there for now. And we will come back for season four. Yeah. We're legally and obligated to. Yes, legally. <laughs> as are the terms of the podcast laws that we have made for ourselves. I thought it was the club bylaws. Oh, oh yeah, the club bylaws. That's right. Of course, of course. Um, so happy Naked Gardening Day on the day that we're recording this. Uh, and I now call this meeting to a close. Oh, son, I love you. You're welcome, Mom. <laughs> 